0: Good to see you fellas, Uh, you know, we're starting off May, five months already, we're into the fifth month of the year, I can't believe this, and in the middle of the coronavirus thing we're doing the uh, Zoom meeting again, Uh, thankful for all of, grateful for all of these guests popping in, and I can't wait to hear um, where this subject takes us today. Uh, To kick us off, uh, Sean Homer has given us uh, a quote, we always like to start the day off with the quote quote is we are star stuff we are the universe made manifest trying to figure itself out and as we have both learned sometimes the universe requires a change of perspective by Delan. so that's about as deep as it gets so kicking into it we have three main questions today our three pillars for today are number one has spirituality helped form who you are today? How does your spirituality affect those around you? And what is the link? uh, Sorry, it's the risk of losing your spirituality. Or can you? So kicking us off today, we have uh, I'm going over to you, Father Damien, to uh, help us figure out has spirituality helped form who you are today i think you get to tell a little bit about your your history in this one i think right. these guys would appreciate that um, yeah the mechanic turned uh, priest
1: well i'm sure cornell knows my history um but uh yeah i used to be a licensed mechanic uh also the shop foreman of uh scarborough town dodge uh that's right on markham uh sorry Mac- um, shepherd and between markham and mccallan and uh and um, I've always been uh, a Catholic, going to Mass every Sunday and stuff like that. And uh, spirituality ha- helped form me to who I am today, even as a mechanic. Um, I've always felt that there was something higher watching on, over me. So there was always a moral principle, even outside of myself. So, you know, when people do things and act and... Um, they always it's either within themselves or if they know that they can get caught so um as a shop foreman I was I was chosen as a shop foreman uh because uh the uh service managers and the owner of uh Scarborough Town Dodge uh they trusted me and they said you know you're always honest with uh with the people you deal with the uh, um with all the clients and all the customers and stuff like that and and uh, so uh, I would say that my spirituality uh, being formed in the Catholic faith has uh, formed me to who I am today for all, all the hardships, all the different things that have gone on in my life. But, um, you know, um, it actually comes from like a conversion too. Um, because part of my spirituality, there's a there's part of that uh, forgiveness that we're able to be forgiven of past sins and stuff like that, which I think a lot of people sometimes hold on to. So um, if, uh, if it wasn't for, for my upbringing, a lot of people think, uh, I think there was a joke about uh, Catholics are known to be um, the good old Catholic guilt, that uh, we're guilted in everything, right? So this is bad, this is bad. You can't do this, you can't do that. But uh, after looking at uh, the greater scheme of it, the real spirituality is about the forgiveness of sins, not just the sin itself. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it helped form me as to who I am today, especially as a priest. But even uh, as a mechanic, um, you know, whatever I did in my life, I always knew there was something more, and then um, than just uh, this world that we see, and that, uh, and that in some way I'm accountable. I think we had a topic about this. I think last year when we were talking about accountability, and yes, we did. Uh, I, I talked about uh, being accountable to uh, a principle or being accountable to something higher than ourselves uh, helps also guide us uh, morally. So uh, that's how that's how um, spirituality has helped form me to who I am today.
0: Nice. Well, wow. wow, concise. I like it. Uh, I was looking to see if Dr. Baum was
2: in the, uh, in the chat. Are you in the chat, Dr. Baum? Yeah, I'm here. And can I be intrusive and ask Father Damien for a definition, his definition of spirituality and to differentiate spirituality from religion?
1: Oh, yeah. So spirituality is, um, for every one of us, uh, we're, we're spiritual beings, not just material. And so um, spir- spirituality is something, a m- movement within ourselves, whereas religion, religion is, um, uh, it falls under the category of, uh, of justice. Um, justice is a constant perpetual will to render what is owed to another. And in order to, if you attribute that there is a God or there's someone that created you, in order to... Um, give them the due honor that's do something due to them, which is worship. We need to be able to worship them and religious religion gives us that vehicle in which we can worship that God. Uh, So religion's more a vehicle and spiritualism is within ourselves. So that's why you can have a whole slew of spiritual, spiritualism, like spirituality. You have people that are, say I'm spiritual, but not religious well that's what they're talking about they're talking about the fact that uh they believe in something like they're they're spiritual people and then um but not necessarily uh to come together as a people to worship uh does that i hope that answers your- yeah
2: cuz i i think if we're having this discussion we have to have a, a definition of spirituality and the way i've always looked at it is that uh spirituality is basically a, a belief in a in a superhuman order something that's outside ourselves
1: well it can be but um there's also like new age uh spiritualism right which is more within the self than it is um outside of itself
2: um, yeah but but that still has to do with a set of uh well it's almost like a religion when you have a religion it's more of a, a system of of human norms and values but yeah. certainly you can have a spirituality that's not only based on um, a higher order well, with, a, uh, with a
1: religion you need a uh, i don't mean to cut you off but with a religion you need a cultist so you need some type of worship that's involved uh,
2: i i don't know if it's i would use the word worship i would use uh, a system a lattice a framework
1: because that's uh, a set why, of rules that's why like um buddhism is not a religion, but it's a—it's more of a philosophy or ideology than it is a religion. We categorize it as one of the major religions, but it really isn't. Um, well, if you were to look that up, you'll find out that uh, a Buddhist, a Bu- Buddhism, isn't isn't categorized in the in the classical term of what a religion is.
2: So, what is your definition of religion?
1: So religion, once again, is a subset of the um, virtue of um, justice that helps us to actually uh, worship God.
3: So, so uh, if I can offer... A, Buddhism,
1: there, is, it, there is no worship in actual Buddhism.
3: If I can offer an alternative as far as just the general concept of religion, sure. uh, facilitating this is really if you know people of like mind put attention to something right so media is a religion now right uh apple is a religion to some people they're so zealot towards their thing that they like or follow or care Uh, about i i think there's they you know idolize it or something
2: two things going uh you have to have that belief in an order but also, you have to have a system of norms and values that are founded on that order.
3: Sure, but you could have people that just create those and then people start following that and then that becomes another branch of something and just exists because people spend time and energy on it, right? It's so like the many branches of, uh, you know, face that spin off like the established religions, right? So,
2: so is
0: a deity required for a religion?
3: My personal belief is not just given the way people are in the modern world and, you know, people are so fanatical about things that people, you know, could follow Trump as a deity. Like, I, that's how blind some people's faith and religion are, are, sorry, um, beliefs and things that just take it at whatever is face value and just follow without, you know, being willing to change their opinion because that's what they believe in there. On that, so. But yeah, well, I think we might be digressing a bit. Well, it's we, a we are a
0: fair question. But then again, that's the nature of this subject. Um, yes. not and, and I and I just share this real quick with you that um, somebody is vacuuming in the background. I don't know what that is. Anyways, <laughs> um, that's tripping me out. Um what was I gonna say? Uh I share this with you whereby um I lost my thought now, just with the with the zoom, but that's okay. Um Dr. Baum, I was gonna ask you your opinion on this and has spirituality uh helped form who you are today, yes or no?
2: Um I think that my sense of spiritualism has been Present since my early childhood. Uh, my background is that uh, I'm Jewish. My grandparents, who I never met, were very, very, very Orthodox. Uh, kept kept the religion by the strict letter of the law that's been passed down for 3,500 years. Uh, right. When the war came, uh, my dad, my mom had to leave uh, because of the Holocaust going on. Came to Canada. And they started to bend the rules, um, not keeping the Sabbath as it was supposed to be kept. Um, impressed upon me the importance of keeping the rules and instilled in me this uh, sense of spirituality that there was something that, above us all that uh, we answered to. And I- I've never lost that spirituality. But going through my life, I've started to bend the religious laws more and more to the point where here I am sitting on the Sabbath, talking on a phone, which uh, my grandfather, well, number one, he would know what a phone is, but number two, the idea of doing work on the Sabbath would be abhorrent to him. It would be against uh, the commandments of the almighty God. It doesn't bother me one iota, but I don't think my sense of right or wrong, my sense of, commitment to humanity has changed it all um, because of some r- laws and tenets which were developed 3,500 years ago. So I'm still a spiritual person, but I'm not entirely sure if I could, could say that I'm a religious person. I feel that.
0: I, 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 I kind of relate to a lot of the things that you're saying. Um, I feel the same type of way uh, with religion versus spirituality. So I, um, I quite agree. Andrew, uh, sure. you have always been viewed to us as a Zen master. So I would love to hear your take on has spirituality uh, helped form who you are today, which I think is, I don't know, men, would you guys all agree a resounding yes
4: <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say yes. Um uh background, uh my mom is Muslim and my dad is Hindu. Um both uh converted to Christianity when they were very much in their teens and so I was born into a, a, a Christian family. Um as I as I grew up and in my 20s I, I was still a Christian but I became a, a Seventh-day Adventist and um, more to the tenets of the, the the Jewish faith in terms of the Sabbath and following the, those precepts that are there. Um, and then I've continued to study, you know, uh, ever growing, ever learning, and so I, my roots are definitely steeped in that religious perspective of um, spirituality. Uh, now at the age of 57 I am I'm more seeing uh, those things that have shaped my life and also more recognizing the, this what what you've just classified as a spiritual, um, so beyond the, the the boundaries of the commandments or the do's and don'ts of a religious system, and more uh, in touch with the uh, the spirituality of you as an individual connected to, you know this this world or let's say this universe that we live in with this what does that energy look like?
2: Mm. So
4: that's, that's my perspective for myself.
0: So parents from two different faiths, you feel okay. your what is your draw towards? Uh, like, are you still um, deeply uh, uh, within the faith, the Seventh Day Adventist uh, faith,
4: or do you find uh, yourself? I would be, um, right now, classified as a Seventh-day Adventist. Uh, uh, I, th- I think what's happened over the years is that, um, in, in looking at various religions, uh, whether we all started back from uh, a Catholic, from the Roman Empire, which moved into that, the Catholic Church being uh, formalized then. Um, back in three hundred twenty three the Bible itself uh, over a period of one hundred and fifty years being put together as a book um, yeah. so this is what sh- this is what is shaped to me in in you know reviewing my history, reviewing uh, where we came from and then I look at other religions, um, even if you go back to uh, hinduism for example it 's been around way longer uh, as well as some others um, mm-hmm. i've only i 'm only fifty seven years old whatever i've learned it came to me through my parents and my grandparents, and let's say we put 200 years on it, I'm still like, I still gotta keep digging to find even more. Um, That's outside of my family or my family tree. And you know, the more I learn, the more I become amazed uh, and the more I feel uh, accepting of everyone else around me. Um, uh, I'm not negating uh, anyone's religion or any religion. I'm just saying that uh, we all come from that place of searching, you know, even the, the gurus of, uh, of religion or the people that are at the center of them, that's what they were on also was a search to find out who are we, where did we come from, what are we doing here, uh, where are we going? Um, yeah, so I love this, I love these questions, I love this learning platform and uh, exploring what other people think also because uh, the more I learn, the more I realize that I don't really know very much. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, the for
0: us. yeah, let's spread that a little bit more. Mr. Homer, I am swinging this over to you. Mr. Homer, uh, you can explain your um, take on things and has spirituality uh, formed who you are today? Has it helped form who you are today in any way, shape or form?
3: Yep. Um, I think uh, somebody had already said that it's pretty much, you know, given that we all become <laughs> spiritual, at least identify that it exists i would say um i am not religious i have never been i was never exposed to it as a child um but you know i learned about it through uh, literature and obviously media uh, film and television and such and um you know i i think i was like maybe eight or ten one time on a road trip with my parents and uh my dad sat there while was driving and asked me, like, what do you think about the universe? You know, is there some kind of God or some kind of power there? And like, I think within 30 seconds, it was like, nope. I just, to my mind, I'm just like, I don't see how something could even control the vastness of what's out there. And I mean, you get into the science of it, like we're, as, you know. Were organisms like molecules on a speck of dust in the universe, like of what we can even comprehend. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot more chaos to it than we give credence. Um, so growing up, I don't think I had a strong spirit though. Um, and nothing to do with whether or not I was exposed to religion, just that, uh, what I went through life experience growing up, the way I treated myself and the way I let others treat me, Gave me very, you know, uh, negative self image. And that uh, started to go away when I got healthier and started taking care of myself. And that's when I kind of established that I have spiritualism and just self identifying, not Buddhist or anything, just recognizing that, caring and believing in what I can do and that I can change and that I can be more and not just take, you know, these negative things and be what other people tell me and feel like I'm stuck is really where that started to change and started to shape and, you know, still a journey. Like Andrew says, I'm 37 now and I'm definitely, you know, in progress and I think I'm definitely a lot farther along with spirituality as it means to me and what it's helping me do right now. You know, my life Mm -hmm. is accelerating in a very positive direction. You know, I have better support systems and actually, you know, more and more trying to focus on dealing with the remaining uh, baggage that I've been holding on to for, you know, 20 plus years since a teenager, pretty much.
0: Is it safe to say that you're curious about um, religion and spirituality? Because I know I talked to you about my connection to, let's say, Father Damien, and it seems to pique your interest. Is Is it safe to say you're curious about it?
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've learned about religions. I, you know, again, I studied either uh, typically more from fiction than nonfiction, but there is is non-fiction, you know, in my learnings and, you know, the quote that I used for this talk and, you know, as I've told you before, uh, uh, Cornell, is that for me, fiction informs a lot of things that we miss in nonfiction or just everyday life, uh, often because it's a way of taking the real world out and looking at a certain topic and spinning it in a way to make sure you're looking at it in different angles that you just can't do in the real world. And, you know, over my years now, the different types of fiction, mostly fantasy and science fiction, have a lot of these topics and show things like religion and the dangers of blindly following these things or using them as an excuse to do things. Right. So, On the whole, I don't have a very positive image of religion itself, but again, I view it as even people who are apple zealots and things like that. Like anyone who is willing to just forego common sense or decency is, you know, in a danger zone. Right. But, you know, meeting someone like Father Damien and knowing that you're a priest, like I'm totally behind everything you do. And there's no issue. I have no quarrel with that kind of approach. Right. Like I know you even you know bring modern references to your sermons and it's like that's being you know i think the modern approach and human about it that things change things evolve and you can still be what you are but not be stuck you know in a certain past similar to bomb as you're mentioning that you know you're still grounded as a human uh, and you've changed but you're not stuck in what your grandparents or your parents had to say you had to do That's my take.
0: Now, what I find cool here is that we also have quite a few different cultures in here. So I want to swing it over to uh, Mr. Jankowski. I want to see uh, uh, in your culture, um, how has spirituality uh, or has spirituality formed who you are today, Pat?
5: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, man. Yeah, so um, there's actually two sides to that. On my end, growing up, um, I'm the first person in my entire family tree born outside of Poland, and the Polish culture is very heavily religious, heavily dependent on religion. Um, yeah. Poland was wiped off the map for over a century, and the only thing that kept the people in the community together was religion. So they hold it in the highest uh, importance, in a sense. It's it's a very important part of life. It's a very important part of growing up. Uh, the traditions, the ceremonies, it brings families together, and it's it's celebrated uh, to this day, and it's celebrated with my family as well. Um, and then myself growing up, um, I had a very different take on religion, especially coming from the Western world, where we have access to things like research and data a little bit more readily. And um, I grew up with the notion that religion kills more people than any disease on the planet. And so I kind of really honed in on the difference between spirituality and religion especially when somebody was completely dependent on a religion to be a good person that for me was very alarming right and um i did this high school program called ib international baccalaureate and um it's a globally standardized high school program and religion class was not allowed right because if creates too much conflict. And it's conflict that is historical. It's conflict that's outdated. It's conflict that the world does not need anymore. So the the way it worked is instead of religion class, they replaced it with a theory of knowledge class. And they said, guys, if you want to be religious at home and practice your your traditions at home, uh, great, do so, right? Like we're not stopping you from doing that. But even though I was in a Catholic school we actually had to put curtains up in our windows cause we were the only IB class and not have religious class. And we have controversial topics that a Catholic school would not entertain, but that was part of the deal with having the IB program, which is originated from Switzerland, um, to approve our high school as a certified IB school. And so for me, spiritualism became the real focus growing up. It became, you know, understanding, Um, when I'm at peace, even just simple concepts like that and understanding how to share that peace with other people, understanding how to, um, be a good person. And, and now I have total freedom. I don't hold any grudges or any lists against any religion. I understand it's a very important tool for humanity to be better. And, you know, like father Damien said, it's, it is a vehicle for spiritual spirituality at the end of the day, which I was ignorant to that growing up. Uh, now I just experience total freedom of that. I can walk into a synagogue, I can walk into a mosque, I can walk into a, a church and, and no friction whatsoever. I can embrace spirituality no matter what vehicle or what shape it takes. And so it's shaped me to believe that um, it's, it is important as a concept, but the most important thing for me was the distinction between religion and spirituality. And that's, that's basically it. That's how it's shaped why I am today. Nice. So you have an
0: appreciation for everything that's out there. I love it. Um, yeah, Dr. Uh, Robert Burgos, um, I, know, I know you jumped in here not too long ago. Uh, are you able to speak on this subject here?
6: Yes, absolutely, my friends. I truly apologize for being late. Uh, just got news from Sweden that my uncle that lives in France passed away. Um, I was on the phone with my aunt, uh, the moment that we started meeting. It, years, man. Yeah, yeah, he fought cancer for five years, colon cancer, and and uh, yeah. yeah, and he he had to go. He just, it's time to go. So anyway, my it's interesting the topic of spirituality today, and and this this hit me now. Like, um, what is spirituality? Did it influence my life absolutely. Um, spirituality is a, an ongoing um, process, in my case, well, I will call it like that. I uh, distinguish it between what religion is and what spirituality is. Um, from the sense that spirit being in spirit, uh, there is no form, there is no shape. It's free, it's loving, it's uh, forgiveness, it's expansion. Right, it's creation through the spirit. All was created, and I can go to that. So for me, spirituality is it's, its a gift. It's a wonderful journey till till now, and I'm sure it's going to be till till I have to go. Um, my background—I'm Spanish background, so I was born a Roman Catholic, and um, uh, through my life, I was exposed to different religions, and. Uh, and to Christian religion, eh, evangelist. Then, uh, like I, I grew up in that kind of environment in school. Then, when I moved to Sweden, I the, my family there were Protestant, so I participated with Protestant. And there was always something that was calling me, like the seeker. Like somebody was saying in, in the meeting, whatever I could hear that uh, we're looking for something. You know, there's something that there is greater than. What we are, or life is, uh, a creator, or a being, or spirit that gave all this material um, world or universe. So, um, and and then through through my process, I went into all kinds of uh, um, different religions, and um, I I was always seeking and uh, studying. From uh, Judaism history to um, Muslims and whatnot, even Christians and uh, Baha'is and, yeah, beautiful. All of them have the same essence, which is the spirit, no form. And we, uh, my point, my, and, and then became, it, it becomes belief systems. That's what I gather. And everybody will have their traditions and the belief system. And it's absolutely wonderful that each community could contribute to what the world is today. On different perceptions or views of what or how the spirit manifested itself, uh, himself, herself on, on this planet from Hinduism many gods to, you know, polytheism to monotheism and whatnot. So I am grateful that I am born in this time of this planet evolution, where I can see that the boundaries are kind of lifted, um, you know, not coming or being in inquisition or, I don't know, in any, where religious belief systems were imposed into people, rather than the freedom of believing in what resonates with you at the moment that you are, with no good or bad. So um, definitely religious beliefs, I will have my tendency to be um, believing in what Christ is about and the example that he uh, put in in Christianity in the four books of, of the New Testament. Yet I will honor what the... Um, Torah or the Old Testament uh, gave us as rules and a way of life, or as I will appreciate the Hinduism or the Buddhism, and and these days I do a lot of yoga and meditation, and I can definitely relate with all of them, and um, yeah. So, the influence is great in my life. What influence gave me is that sense of peace. That understanding that there is uh, a place or where all these spirits are, we all are, and we come here to have this beautiful experience on this planet for the time that we granted. You know, there's a time frame that we're here for. And and mm-hmm. in, my, in, in my time, my now, I, I see that it's it's a gift again to be here to share life with everyone uh in uh, to to hold each other and to keep moving and seeing how all the external um influences like in this case that we have virus, where many things kind of dissolve, but the spirit is still the same you know and it's joy is is bringing families together, communities together, countries together. And uh, yeah, that's how I see a spirituality. I see it as an expansion. You know, there's no limit. There's a constant movement. It's like nature, nature never stops creating. Yeah, the universe is not static. So it's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, so definitely, it's been influencing my life.
0: Wow, Whoa! Whoa! So I see a good group of men here who all seem to have uh, a respect and a love for appreciation for everybody's uh, views, which, uh, yeah, they always say the kingdom of heaven is elusive. Well, I seem to have it right here with these 12 guys. Okay. Uh, Father Damien, I want to jump back over to you here for uh second part here, which is uh, how does spirituality affect those around you? Now you – are a leader in uh, in 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 the uh, Roman Catholic uh, mm. faith, and you have got a lot of people around you. Uh, having been to your masses and so forth, I see the where the question is here: spiritualism in the modern world. I'll tell you, growing up, going to church, going to being forced to go to church, go to mass, and you see the priests of old, shall we say. Um, and then uh, how that has changed, let's say, throughout the years. The priests of old were very strict, um, you know, especially in the West Indies, they, they, in, in the Caribbean. They, they they slap you and all that kind of stuff in order to straighten you out. Um, to what I see today, uh, you know, like if I go to, let's say, uh, Reconciliation, um, years gone by when I was a kid, okay, say 10 our fathers and 20 Hail Marys and that'll learn, um, that doesn't do anything for me, um, but uh, here's you, now a priest, um, you turn the idea, the notion of reconciliation for things that you've done wrong, let's say atonement for your sins as, as more of a real world experience. I remember one day you told me to, um, um, while I'm driving home, let other people get in front of me if they are itching to go instead of what my normal thing would be is to speed past them. Or if somebody was going into the store, open the open the door for somebody else. Just take a pause for a second and think about other people, uh, which was the approach that you took. Now I take a look at all the people who come to your masses, who come to your... Uh, to hear you preach, they have a real connection to you, which is something that I haven't seen in the past. So this question, how does your spirituality affect those around you? I'll tell you, that's how it has affected me. Um, I not only come to church, I, I, I come to church to see you. I'm not even joking. I come to church to see you. Yes. I believe in Jesus Christ. And yes, I see my, I have my moments of prayer and stuff like that at home, but I come to St. Monica's to see you. So that's that, to support you and to support that congregation. Uh, That's what I come for. So uh, I'm going to throw it over to you now. So, how does spirituality affect those around
1: you? Well, thank you, Cornell. Uh, I guess you answered it for me because, to be honest, not a lot of (laughs) commissioners, not a lot of people come and tell me how they, I've affected them, right? So, I, I, I know that I have an effect. Uh, it's just, everyone has an effect on everyone else. Um, I just don't know how, because not everyone reveals it to you. Uh, and in the position that I'm in, not everyone will. Um, I mean, those, those that are suffering and those that, that I really, want to one helping, uh, they will thank me for, for the instances where I'm, um, I'm journeying with them in their suffering. Uh, I'm journeying with them, uh, when their, their parents are dying or, 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 or those, uh, those other moments of their lives, like baptisms and joyous occasions. Um, but they never really say precisely how I've affected them, uh, but I would say, in in some sense, um, I think there's a, a a sense of peace that I give them. Like I I heard that uh, going around that the spirituality sometimes they find peace, um, and I know that uh, even now in the COVID nineteen situation where the churches are closed and stuff like that, people are still people are still walking by the church on their regular walk when they're getting fresh air, and they'll stop at the church and pray and stuff like that and uh uh no i'm not saying that's me because you know um if you took me out of the equation i'm pretty sure they would be doing that anyways um but in terms of in terms of um when i journey with people they do tell me that uh that's given them peace but uh other than that other than you telling me just now why you're coming. I really don't know why people come to mass. They, they can be forced. It could be, you know, when I went to mass, uh, growing up, uh, as, um, a Catholic also coming from the West Indies, coming from Guyana, um, you know, uh, we had to wake up boy, seven thirty in the morning. We had to be up. We had to go to church. Uh, I had to yeah. go to mass. I went to mass every, every Sunday. But then I also went to mass every single day before uh, school because we were dropped off at the church, and then it was attached to the school. And uh, and uh, I did it. I, I didn't see any influence of it at the time, but I did it uh, precisely because of um, I was told. So some people are are like that. So I don't I don't really. I don't really know why they're coming to mass because as you know, people, you stand at the back of the church. Um, when I'm greeting people and everyone wants to say goodbye, but really those are, I don't want to say superficial conversations, but they're really like, "Bye, father, good homily, see you next week. So you really never get to, well,
0: I'll tell you. Okay. So you see how you see that, that doesn't normally happen at other churches, that doesn't happen. I got young kids trying to give you a high five. I've seen people wait just to say hello to you. They don't just leave, they wait until they see you. So that's uh, an indication of how um, you're affecting others around you uh, as far as spirituality goes. That's, that's, that's my feedback for you.
1: Well, I, then thank you, because then I, you answered it for me then. <laughs>
0: all right um andrew andrew's writing notes here i don't i don't know he might have something serious for us right now how has how does spirituality affect people around you i'll tell you uh mr broganz really wants you in here so i know you've affected him (laughs) majorly
4: (laughs) Um, how has
0: it affected those around you man
4: um i i i hope um from some things like what you've said and from other things i've heard from students and parents I, I think i've had a um a good effect uh a good effect on their life and possibly their journey um you know it's uh, i've, I've learned these
0: helped right. uh you have anything like that? We've heard some stories about some of the kids that you've helped. Uh, um, how, how, how do you think that affects not only the kids, but the
4: parents? Uh, so it, it's a, it's a tenant that I've taken on the way I live my life. Um, and that falls into the physical, right? Not just the spiritual. It falls into uh, the things of the morals and the values I've learned from my Christian upbringing and mm-hmm. um, the teachers that i have come along, whether it be uh Someone like Dr. Dispenza in terms of um, quantum physics, and and he as a uh, as a chiropractor and how he's done teaching in that area. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Sebi who's passed on, but his health uh, concept, uh, the vegan lifestyle that I've learned from my uh, a, a church and the groups I've studied with, I think they've shaped me. They uh, and the morals and values from christianity through all those people have shaped who i am today and the things that come out of my voice that i echo to others so whether i'm teaching students at school you know um to get up early in the morning to come to school to do exercise for their body and then teaching them more about how they eat and what they do and how they treat each other um you know that that tenant that most of us live by you know that we would like to be treated we 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 should treat others the way we would like to be treated. Um, Parents have come by and said, you know, you've made an impact on my child's life. Uh, They come home and they say certain things. And at first we don't agree with them, but they keep saying, well, Mr. Bushun said, well, Mr. Bushun said, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's a, that's heavy responsibility and accountability right there. And Mm -hmm. I don't, if I don't continue to do, uh, the things I've learned and and measure up to those things that I've learned that I'm now passing on to others. Then, that's where I'll fail. But if I continue to do it and and continue learning, like I'm listening to the different perspectives all of you men are sharing here, and it's like quite impacting, you know, to see how we all come from different walks, different places in the world, um, even different thought processes, but we we agree on, on quite a lot of things. Maybe coming up the mountain from different sides you know but we're still getting we're all headed for the top.
3: i like the mountain reference because we had a talk <clears throat> i think it came up before where i used something along the same lines of uh, you know we're always always trying to get up those mountains and thank you for that
4: appreciate it appreciate it so um how does how does my spirituality affect those around me i uh, I I believe positively. Um, I strive to to be that way all the time. Um, I love truth. I love learning truth, uh, and I conduct my life by the truths I've learned in the past. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Nice, um, Dr. Baum.
2: Yes, you, talked I, about
0: I, you had a historical. You you had a historical type of upbringing. Sorry, traditional type upbringing. Shifted a little bit more into the modern era, modern style. Uh, How does that affect
2: those around you now? Well, I don't think my spirituality changed from uh, day one to uh, year 68. Um, I I, I found it interesting when Homer mentioned that when he was young, um, he had this concept of him living as a germ on a uh, little speck of dust somewhere in the universe. And uh, something sparked him to become the man he is right now, who's conscious and environmentally passionate about the speck of dust that he lives on. And he seems to have had that spark of spirituality uh, somewhere in his life that's made a change in him and the way that uh, he has affected others. Um, I don't know if I can honestly say, or I hope I don't honestly do what I do, in order to affect others. I I would hope that I'm doing this uh, to live the best life that I can live. And if the mm-hmm. uh, collateral benefit is that I become um, an inspiration and I lead by example, you know, that, that that's just wonderful. Uh, this concept of the golden rule, you know, do unto others. Um, I, I think that hits the nail on the head. And if someone somewhere can say that the saw how I lived my life and can honestly say that was uh, an inspiration or an effect on how they lived theirs, then uh, my life somehow has been worthwhile.
3: Well, you, I'm sure, I hope you would know that you've profoundly affected me. Um, So, you know, the way of your being is inspirational on its own. And I've been very grateful to have you as part of my life. So thank you.
2: Thank you.
0: Yeah, I gotta say, uh, the same for me. Uh, I have asked uh, Mr. Broganz Jankowski and and Homer to uh to uh, find you and get you to as many sessions as possible because your insights, your uh, the essence of who you are, I, I definitely love being around that. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, uh, where are we, Pat? That's what I wanted to know about. So, uh, Pat, how does your spirituality, your way of viewing things, how does it affect those around you? Did I lose Pat? I
5: must've lost Pat. Robert. Oh, go ahead, Robert. Robert. Sorry, found Pat. (laughs) There we go. Sorry about that. Um, Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, um, especially growing up with, uh, set of parents who are from the old world in a sense who absolutely do not understand what I'm trying to bring to them and what's this 12 year old kid saying about religion and what the heck does he know and you know it's always (laughs) been it's always been challenging in that sense and you know for some people it's some people are very afraid of the fact that I could be spiritual without a religion they don't understand it they don't know how to categorize it and know it's not even being atheist it's not about that it's just you know I call myself irreligious it doesn't matter which religion spirituality is the same for me right whereas um, you know for some people it it's almost a beacon of hope I mean I've had some friends who are just so tired of all the drama that comes with religion and they're like well I want to be spiritual but I don't want to be associated I don't want to create enemies so how do I do this right so it really depends on on who I'm dealing with and what their community is like. I mean, I grew up in Toronto, which all my friends were all shapes and sizes and colors and all wore different jerseys. I mean, we made friends with everybody. Uh, but then I've got cousins who moved from Poland at the age of 18. And all they know is the Polish Cultural Center and the Polish Church and all their friends and families are met there. And so everybody's Catholic. How could you not be Catholic? You won't fit in. So it just depends on on who I'm dealing with and, with and what background they're from and, and being sensitive to that. So for some people it's created friction around me. And for some pre- people it's created, uh, you know, like a peace. One of my closest friends is Muslim and I'm one of his only friends who's non-Muslim and he just absolutely loves that. And, and, you know, he talks to his parents about me. Pat's a great guy. He got a video chat with his parents back in Pakistan, for example. And they're like, Oh my God, this guy's amazing. You know, he's not racist. He's not discriminating us because we're Muslim. And, and for them, it's like a whole oh, wow, this is what Canada feels like." I'm so glad our son is experiencing that. So, I mean, I get a mixed of, I'm, i get a mixed bag of responses. Frankly, you know, it, it it really depends on how ingrained somebody is or how set in their ways they are, right? Yeah. And I'm not here to change that, but you know, it can create friction or it can create solace. It depends.
3: So even though you're kind of. Uh, able to adapt and respective religions. Are you considering yourself then more agnostic that you still believe in something versus atheist?
5: Um, for me, a bulk of the spirituality comes from connection to Mother Earth rather than a higher power. I believe a lot in nature and, and the energy that comes from the soil and walking bare feet on grass, that kind of stuff. So I don't know if that still is considered agnostic or not, but frankly i don't really mind you know whatever it is <laughs> you don't care about well labels <laughs> me in one of your boxes that makes sense yeah, for you, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah.
3: no no that's that's yeah i mean it's rare i think you know for people to be that free and uh as you said you'd still go into a place of religion and respect their views without stamping on it right so i mean it's just very rare
0: so sean yeah. sticking with you here for a second you've you've um Said in the past, the the notion that some folks believe in a higher power as a, as a method of um, accountability and so forth. How, how how does a spirit your spirituality affect those around you?
3: So, you know, I'd say because of the changes I made in my life and the progress I made as a person, that again is tied to what my sense now of spirituality is and as Bomb put it that I found it, you know, one point and what does that mean, that sort of thing. Um, I'll get more into in the third point, but I believe we always have it. We just don't know how to use it or don't learn it, don't understand it. And this is the quote, you know, going back to this this is a quote from a sci-fi T V show. But <laughs> the idea that we're just stars and stardust and we are of stars and, you know, there's no real plan and we just Kind of do our best to figure out. So what I try and do with those around me, which is the spiritual aspect, I try and put out, is looking at suffering, whether it's adding or removing, whether inside yourself or to others. That's the best way I can look at what I try and convey and how I give perspective on certain things that somebody who might be more religious, like yourself, Cornell. You know, I don't have those thoughts, so I come at it from maybe a different angle that you're not thinking initially. But then you're able to bring it back to what makes sense for you. And that's, you know, I respect that. And I appreciate that you have something that helps you. And I have something that, you know, feels that came just from my experiences. And maybe again, if like Jankowski, I'm not in a box, but it's closer probably to Buddhism than anything else. But it's not uh, just one thing. And um, yeah, so uh, again, I just try and look at it mainly as uh, suffering, as the, uh, most important thing. And I absolutely don't like seeing, you know, people suffer. I uh, even, you know, strangers, the, you know, the, the sickness that's going around, you can joke that you want certain people to get it. And I have, you know, Trump, sorry, it's true, but you know, I don't actually mean that because, you know, there's no lesson in him just going away, right? Him being there and being held to account and consequences, that is more important than having him slip away with something like this, getting off scot-free right? And it's not necessarily karma or anything. I just think that uh, going back to the accountability talk we had before, right? That's where I see, you know, to help reduce suff- future suffering, some people like that have to be held to account and it would show other people you can't actually do that because you, you know, the the stats in the US right now, right? That's an account of how much they're suffering because of the way he chooses to be. And that's very unfortunate. So. That's the kind of message I try and put out there.
0: Yeah. Karma is a bitch. Robert, (laughs) Robert, uh, I'd like to see your take on this. Have you, especially with the way that you speak, my man, like it's, it's absolutely fantastic. How, how does your spirituality affect those around you? I, I imagine in your line of business, you as a dentist and so forth, you got a lot of people coming to you. So, do, do you find that it comes out in your work, in your daily conversations and so forth? Does it affect those around you?
6: Oh, well, thank you. Um,
0: I, I Definitely,
6: I, uh, there is an impact um, of my way of viewing or seeing uh, spirituality that impacted not only my patients. I mean, the closest people my family my my extended family, um, unfortunately for them, they seen me going through all this experience and um, the spirit is the same as, as I was mentioning before it's still coming from that love and and, and, and compassion and, and freedom uh, yet um, in conversations with Says in my house, my wife or my son, they will be like, always looking at me like, "Why are you now doing yoga? <laughs> you know, why are you? What is this meditation all about? Uh, what is Mother Earth? Uh, I mean, I'm Bolivian, So for me, Mother Earth is Pachamama, which is, uh, uh, you know, uh, Bolivians or the native Incas uh, venerated Pachamama and. Uh, Inte the sun, Inti. so it's it definitely influenced everybody around me and uh, conversations and discussions and all kinds of things with in the realm of the religion, right? Um, yeah. and it yeah, so it, it's again, it's been beautiful. And then, and, and, uh, somebody was talking about <clears throat> suffering, uh, Buddhism, right? Uh, so It's the path of enlightenment, and and definitely it is a path of enlightenment. Uh, Not necessarily that we have to suffer to be enlightened, but if you see it from the point of view as something external or internal that can open the new, a new you inside of you to view life from a different point of view, not from suffering, could Mm -hmm. definitely give you a beautiful. Uh, new perception of the world and of yourself, first of all. So for my, for my patients, um, I am blessed that, uh, my patients, uh, know that I am in the, the tree lover. As a matter of fact, my practice is called love, Tristan, tree. <laughs> so, uh, so it's very interesting because they're like, okay, what happened here? Um, I just changed the name. And they, they come from diff- beautiful Toronto, beautiful Canada. Um, they come from all kinds of backgrounds. All kinds, I mean, all kinds. from Mongolia from, I don't know, from everywhere, from Africa and uh, the moment we have a little conversation and connection, it's so interesting to hear them and to see their points of views and, uh, and uh, I mean, my Italians are very Catholics as well or my Spanish. So it is, um, I've been influenced a lot as much as I, I think, I hope, some people will be influenced, whether, whether it was positive or negative, depending on their um, outlook. So spirituality, um, yes, uh, can, can, I think it depends on the perception. It can be expansive, or for expansion, or it could be for inclusion. It depends on the person. Yet, whichever way it is, it is just the way it is. Or it's supposed to be at the time that it is. Because the universe, as I said before, is not static. It's constant movement. And it could be that you're 99 before you go on, then all of a sudden, oh my goodness, yeah, spirituality. Or it could be at the very beginning. Oh yeah, spirituality. Or we were spirits having a human experience, that I call it. I am in the spirit having a human experience. And, And when I see it like that, then it becomes more bearable Many uh, aspects of life that could be a struggling, or it could be more expensive. Other parts of life, it is just to see a sunset or sunrise or see a child, and, and in suffering we can help, or to people that suffer, but not from the point of view of, in my opinion, uh, from 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 the suffering point of view, but from the uh, love law point of view on. On what is their journey you know the journey of suffering there's nothing is permanent right it will not suffering cannot stay nor joy cannot stay constant for a long period of time there was a moment that I I I was so into meditation and all that and I thought okay I want to see how much I can be loved how long can I be loved for and um, it was impressive to be aware of it because my mind all of a sudden came in and and said, no, you're not gonna be, react to this one, (laughs) react to that one, right? So how long can I sustain love? And and, and it's not possible to sustain love or where I have my group of spiritual people and I love them very much, but then I see sometimes I I call them zebras because (laughs) they go into this very, very beautiful space you know, like it's, ah, uh, everything is, you know, peachy, beautiful,
2: yeah.
6: uh, which is great. And then, then, you know, it's, it's the opposite. So what I want to say at the end is that the duality here on this uh, dimension that I call this planet, uh, it is ruling and it allows us to be impermanent. So we nor will be always love or, 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 or fear or suffering. We have both, okay. right? Yeah. We are both at the same time. And it depends on how you are as consciousness or as a conscious person to take on on one or the other without qualifying it, whether it's good or bad. And, okay. and, and, and then there is more free. There's more space to breathe. Yeah.
3: Something really interesting you touched on I just want to go over for a minute is, um, you know, you said you're being a certain way and it's really up to the other people that you interact with how it comes off. Right. So no matter what your spirituality is, ultimately what people are going to take from it is based on their state of mind and their perception, their spirituality, that, you know, there's a chance you could change the perspective, but you know, you're not going to alter your spirituality because of them. That's what I'm getting, if that's, if that's sort of the way I understood it. it, it
6: there is uh, there's a principle in it, absolutely. Like uh, when you experience that who you are, that core that you are, definitely there is that fountain that is flowing. Yet, you, uh, because you have compassion or you have understanding or you have, I, can't, I, I, I don't know which term to use, you cannot be rich. It's if your cup is full, you know you th- think you are done. You're you're complete, but when you empty your cup, when you're poor again, you have room to fill it. You know. So uh, I will be influenced, but I have. I I will still be having my core. Uh, that is, uh, who am I? Right? Wh- wh- who am I? Am I am that I am. <clears throat> who am I? This being here with all the. Goodness or greatness or uh, less or or or, or nothing. Uh, who am I at the end? What is my core? So from that, when I go there, yes, I I still believe that I I am this uh, spirit having human experience. I have. Uh, I'm witnessing the great the creator creation, uh, and I am the gardener of this. Uh, planet and 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 so when I go back to my core, then I am and I can be for them, for myself, or for, for for my patients in this case, for my family, my patients, uh, my life, uh, and then I
2: am.
0: Nice. So it's a so it's a positive effect uh, that you have on all those around you um, because of the fact that you're looking at you know, who you are and what it is that you can do for those around. you. Yeah.
6: Well, not necessarily. Some people will be affected. I think what Pat was saying, uh, Catholic, right? They will not like Mm -hmm. it. They won't like that. I mean, it was uh, like, okay, you were brought, uh, whatever you were born and they go to church. How come you don't go to church? How come you don't read the Bible? Well, I do read the Bible. Uh, How come, I mean, i love uh, reading the, the the old testament i love it so how come we are all just sort of based on that? No, it it doesn't matter or i can go to uh buddhism or anything it's it's just um yeah it's just um i i think it's influenced both ways and i don't say that it's just positive impact in okay. some people it could it could okay. be with the people that are close to me, that they will uh, maybe question me if I'm really, uh, re- you know, like I believe in God. Oh no, no, yeah. you don't believe in God anymore. You know, you're, you're not, you don't believe in God. You you just don't want to go into yoga. What is this yoga? You know, it's the devil or something.
3: So you got a lot of hard questions person. about doing yoga, man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> I I yeah it's, it's, this, anyway, it's just a, one example
0: <laughs> yeah, as a simple way of looking at it, have you found that others have been adopting the same type of thing? maybe uh more are going to yoga more are um let's say uh, Blended growing things. because they're around you yes yeah. I, uh,
6: just, just say yoga. even in yoga right, even in mm, yoga. Yeah. Uh, people will identify themselves with shape, you know, even in that realm or that. So they will say, oh, I love better Hatha or Ashtang. Oh, I will never do Kundalini because, you know, that doesn't work for me. Oh, 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 I won't listen to Sadhguru. I will listen to Joe. There is religion (laughs) for you. (laughs) So the shape comes again, uh, which is great because we're individuals, right? We all have our individuality. We cannot be, just subjected to one kind of thought. So, um, yeah. So, I think that I, sorry, I, I went off topic. What was, what was the question?
0: <laughs> just wanted okay. to know how it affects those around you. So, because you have done these things, do you find that it draws others in to do the same?
6: Oh, yeah. I, I find that some people will rest on it all. I... You know, it's interesting, that question, because it all depends on the frequency. These days, like, I kind of go into this frequency or synchronicity. There will be people like, yes, we will have the conversation and the spirits will be joyful or the heart, whatever you want to call it. And that, that, that moment, that synchronicity, absolutely, right? Yeah. It, there is something that happens there. Um, I, I mean, you were mentioning about uh, uh, where you go for, 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 the, for the father, that you go to the church. Yeah, uh, and you have that synchronicity. Yes, um, you know, and there is synchronicity with everything. It could be art, it could be music, it could be anything. It's whatever makes your heart sing. Whatever that joy is happening, whatever that joy is happening, synchronicity. And definitely yes, I I, I have, I had pleasure to um, to participate in different. Seminars or breathwork uh, groups or, or in, in conversations with people about uh, <clears throat> the Bible, where I, I had that influence. and from early on, um, studied Bible, Bible studies, a lot of them, and it, it's been amazing that uh, both ways. It's always both ways. I cannot say it's just from me because that will be that doesn't work. It's always both ways.
0: Okay. Father Damien, I got a question for you. It it is the biggest question of the day, and quite frankly, I want to hear on this topic from pretty much everybody. Uh, What's the name of that animal on your lap there, uh, Sean? Which one is that? Which one is this? Would be
3: a pancake, the orange female.
0: (laughs) Father Damien has a bunch of cats as well. Okay, so Father Damien, what is the risk? of losing your spirituality your spirituality or is that even possible can you lose your sense of spirituality
1: uh i think there's a real reality of uh being able to lose one spirituality even for myself um yeah of course because uh my spirituality is based uh in christ and myself right but i look at it like a relationship uh, you know, many of us might get into relationships, we're married and stuff like that, and then life sometimes takes over. Even with our friendships and stuff like that, and uh, we can be drawn away from it and moved away from it, and we're, we're focused on something else other than than that. And and for me, um, I do believe there's a real risk. And if you can, if you if you never see the risks, then uh, you're never. Um, you're never preparing yourself for it. Like, uh, uh, like if I don't see the risk when I go out, every time I ride my motorcycle, I don't see a risk, I'm not gonna be alert. Um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Um, I do believe that uh, there is a risk of even myself losing spur- my spirituality, um, and being focused only on certain things. And, and it's happened uh, to many people before, uh, given um, circumstances and, and, and whatnot, um, they sometimes will lose their spirituality and uh, not just their religion. I'm not just talking about the religion, but even their spirituality and they'll form something else, I guess. Um, or maybe I guess it, you've heard of uh spiritual awakening, right? So if you can spiritually be awakened, that means something's dormant. So I'd like to re-change my answer to not losing it completely, but change it like um, where your spirituality dims, right? Not losing losing
2: it.
0: So there's never a sense that, let's say, um, you know, as a devout Catholic, as somebody who is uh, preaching to others, helping others through, so forth, something, some tragedy befalls you, your family, somebody who's close to you, um, is there a risk of you losing your faith over something like that? Yes. No. What's
1: uh, no, mean? no, uh, not, not uh-huh. now, but, uh-huh. I mean, uh, well, if, if tragedy happens like within my family and there has been, and there's been turmoil, ups and downs and stuff like that. Um, and even my aunt getting COVID-19 and, uh, but she's better now. Um, even things like that, but um that's part of my faith which is uh, we're not talking about spirituality we're not talking about faith there we're talking about our spirituality which yeah I, I think for us we kind of like uh we try to categorize everything like split it up but it's really difficult because faith religion and spirituality it's like it's part of parcel of, of, of that one thing Uh, You can break it up and then try to talk about one separate part, Um, but it becomes very difficult. But when we're just talking about spirituality, I'm going to talk about even my own spiritual awakening. Uh, I wasn't very spiritual younger. And when I was a mechanic, certainly, Cornell, you knew knew I went clubbing and I did many different things and I partied a lot and uh, did all these different things. And I... Playing music really loud in
0: Daytona, getting pulled over by the police. Yep. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and
1: yeah, um, and and you know that uh, my focus was on my like only my outward stuff, myself and, and the world. So uh, the spirituality, I, I didn't see anything there. But I guess it was sort of tucked in. So in terms of losing it completely, um, yeah, I guess until I'm dead. Uh, I guess it will still be something buried uh, if I, there's a possibility of me burying it or me focusing on something more than that.
3: Because you mentioned faith, um, I was going to bring it up in the third point anyways, you know, you said it's part and parcel or we try and look at it different, but it's the same thing. So uh, I'm not saying it's the same thing. No, uh, but
1: um, I'm saying that it's kind of mingled in like, um, like, it's not, it's, I'm not saying it's the exact same thing. Right. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say that it's part and parcel of it. Like, um, uh, it's hard to explain. Um, How
3: you access your spirituality. If you're well, faithful, because we're, it we're activates. We're compartmentalizing
1: or... it, right? We're compartmentalizing spirituality as it's this, uh, religion, right. as this, and faith is this, but when it's all, played out and acted out or done in a person it's 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 form like it's hard hard for it's hard for you to just i i guess i don't know if it, maybe it might be hard not hard for you but it it's hard for me to actually distinguish or because it overlaps right so There's
3: before quite- your spiritual awakening like because you oh. said you were forced to go to church yes. younger and then you had your waking so How did faith look like on that journey alongside the other aspects?
1: Oh yeah. So, um, yeah. So prior to my spiritual awakening, um, if you had asked me what my religion was, faith in that part would have just been religion. And that's what everyone's talking about. Like, uh, in terms of, um, I would just categorize myself and identify as a Catholic but in terms of actual faith, uh, looking back now, um, I didn't really have any, um, you know, I just categorized, I just identified as a Catholic. I went to church, I did, I did the mass, I, I was an altar server, um, but I didn't really understand, I, like. I was brought up to go to mass, went to altar serving, not because I wanted to serve God, but because uh, we all got to uh, play hockey, uh, floor hockey after mass, <laughs> <laughs> so all my, all my friends at school were because the school is attached to the church. We'd all just go and pull out the hockey sticks and the nets and play. Uh,
3: so you had faith you'd get to play hockey if you did that.
1: Well, <laughs> there
2: you go. There's a, there's a natural. <laughs> you're right.
1: There is a natural faith. Uh, I'm not talking about the supernatural faith. There is a natural faith. We we, uh, we plan our days as, as if we're going to wake up tomorrow. We have faith in that. Um, that's the natural faith. But uh, in terms of faith, I'm talking about faith of uh, spirituality and uh, supernatural faith. I, I yes. didn't really have. But I did have the natural faith that we will play hockey.
0: <laughs> the belief. Oh my God! All right, I, I I really do want to hear from everybody on this one. I'm just gonna go right down the heading of names that I have here. Sean, you're kind of the next person that you see here. You uh, you you, you do you ha- have a risk of losing your spirituality or your sense of um, what you trust in the world?
3: I'm going to abstain and go towards the end because I might derail the conversation a bit. So. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. That's not abstaining. That's deferring.
3: Oh, sorry. Yeah, Thank that's you. deferring. Thank you that's for the right. clarification.
0: Yeah.
2: That is. I will yeah, defer. Yeah, see,
0: jump in there, uh, Joe. Uh, let's, let's hear what you got to say, Dr. Baum.
2: Yeah, I just love words. I've got to write it
0: down because you, you speak so deep, man. All right, go.
2: Yeah, I, I okay. love words. And uh, with all due respect to Homer and uh, our dear father, Um, I I think there's a distinct distinction between, um, religion and spirituality. So the question is, what's the risk of losing spirituality? Absolutely zero. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I I was brought up, uh, monotheolistically like one God. Uh, but now I'm looking more, um, at pluralism, um, Um, I'm looking more at uh, a world that uh, is more humanistically inclined as opposed to um, God-centered. But I don't think that affects my spirituality. Uh, There's a very, very uh, great writer who I've always admired by the name of Julian Barnes. And he writes extensively about, uh, about death and about memory and about history. And he has a quote, um, because he considers himself an atheist. And uh, he says, um, I do not believe in God, but I sure do miss him. And uh, (laughs) uh, although I've kind of strayed from the ways of my forefathers and do things now which would be abhorrent to them, um, I find when I walk into a synagogue and put on a prayer shawl, I find comfort in that um my dietary habits uh i eat lobster i enjoy shrimp i enjoy eating a cheeseburger but there's something about pork i still can't do it and these are all religious things but they become such a part of my psyche uh that it's become a spiritual thing for me and um it, it, it just affects who i am so um Am I losing my spirituality? Absolutely not. But I find myself evolving. And uh, where it goes, how it goes, I have no idea. But I don't think I'm at risk of losing my spirituality. Um, you take a look at the, uh, the Old Testament, which someone brought up, uh, the book of Job. Uh, here was a man who, uh, they, they threw everything at him. And he never lost his faith. Uh, and he never lost his spirit. And uh, am I a Job? No, I don't think so. Um, If some tragedy hits me, um, will I ever lose my spirituality? Um, I don't think so.
1: But there was, sorry, there was a point in uh, Job, though, where he did lose his um, spirituality or spirit, where he turns to God and he says, cursed was the day I was born. And then God then says, Were you there when I created the heavens and the earth? And then he regains his his spirit and faith back into
2: God. But he but he never lost his spirituality, he lost his faith.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, would you I, I don't know, I'm asking this as a question, but would you consider uh, part and parcel your spirit also as your spirituality? So, like if someone someone that's not particularly considered themselves spiritual. But what if they were uh, like had mental illness or uh, mental health issues, and they were depressed, and then they're losing their uh, their spirit within them, like their the will to live, the will to do these these things. Um, I mean, there comes a point. I mean, in Job's case, he does he does curse the day that he was born from all those things that are happening, and one can interpret it as uh, him losing a sense of his own spirit i don't know spirituality like because I, I don't have the mind of Job or why he said it but the scriptural scripture writer puts, puts it in there for a reason so i,
2: I, I, I can I yeah I, I can see job uh, being questioning his faith but did he lose his spirituality i i, I don't think so because if god tells him that uh, you weren't around well i did this all um, to me, that's evidence he never lost his spirituality. Yeah. I like
0: the idea of the idea that we have compartmentalized it, whereby your faith is one thing, your sense of spirituality is a different thing. And religion is something else entirely, uh, at least from my
2: perspective. And, and um, I like, are, are you familiar with uh, the book Sapiens? Uh, Sean Beautiful. keeps telling me about it. Beautiful. I haven't gone yet. Sean
0: has told me about this for six months and maybe even longer. Uh, I still <laughs> uh, you.
2: yeah. You, you right. have to pick up. You have to pick up the book and just read the chapter on religion. And, yeah. That uh, that 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 made a big difference to me.
3: Did that actually well, affect your your view on it, uh, Bob?
2: I'm sorry. Did that Did it like my... actually
3: change your perception of religions and the history of it?
2: it helped crystallize it i think the perception was there but it helped me put it into words and uh to me words are important
0: oh yes words are powerful and i agree with you and you see i always have to carry a pen when bomb speaks i do not believe in god but i sure do miss him what a line oh my gosh okay andrew talk to me my man uh what (laughs) is the risk of losing your spirituality i mean you uh, or is it even possible for you to lose your uh, your sense
4: of your spirituality for you I, I would have to um, I definitely have to agree with Dr. Baum no not at all no sense of losing your spirituality. Uh, I see your spirituality as your consciousness, your character it's who you are it's uh, what's made you up uh, it progresses it changes but losing it. Mm-hmm. You might become forgetful or you may suffer some sort of uh, mental illness or something, but it's there. Um, yeah, uh, monotheistic myself. Yes. In my upbringing, um, words. Wow. Words are frequency. Frequency is energy. Energy ebbs and flows and it affects you whether you like it or not. Um, so once we have this power of speech and we can, uh, create frequency with our voice. Um, we change things or we cause changes in things. Uh, do we realize it sometimes or not? I, I don't think I do sometimes, but sometimes I do see evidence of it. So definitely not. I don't believe I can lose my spirituality. I do believe that it will grow and change as time goes on with me.
0: Oh, very nice. Uh, and, and I, quite frankly, I agree with that. I agree with the sense that, uh, I identify with that sense of that spirituality will adapt and grow as as we get older and experience more and see more and understand the world a little bit more. I, I totally understand and, and appreciate In fact, I find that it has deepened my relationship. People like Father Damien in my life has have uh, deepened my sense of spirituality, which is uh, yes. something to say. So. um uh, Mr. Jankowski, uh, the risk of losing your spirituality. You came up in Poland. Wow. Easter is just a time in Poland, isn't it? It's just something crazy. So, and you, your, you, your parents put you, allowed you to go through a different way of experiencing, um, a, a spirituality. So is it possible for you to lose yours? Have you fully found yours? Are your, is yours still growing? Where are you at? Is it possible to, that you may lose your sense of spirituality? Yes or no? Uh,
5: short answer is no, I don't think so. Um, my sense of spirituality is driven entirely from within without any external vehicles whatsoever. So, That's what allows me to be mobile. That's what allows me to be flexible and, and experience other people's spirituality in the way that they want to experience it. Um, Unless there's, you know, I get knocked in the head really hard one day and uh, start to forget stuff, then we'll see. But you know, it's internal. It's a, it's a sense of internal satisfaction and internal peace that's difficult to take away. Do I know for yeah. sure that there isn't some sort of trauma out there? Maybe, maybe that could, that could really throw me off balance and do a lot more damage than just take my spirituality away. I, I maybe, um, but, uh, you know, in, in the way we're living now, no, I, I don't, it, it gets stronger every day because it's just, it's internal, right? It doesn't require a lot of management it's it's just continuing on the same path and, and being a good person. and my parents um, eased off when they saw me doing good things even though I told them I didn't believe in God and they're like, well, he's still a pretty good kid you know like he's kind and he's doing these things so let's just see how it goes right Like maybe he's on something. And, um, you know, same thing happened with the IB program, right? When I wanted to join it, I asked my parents to, um, if I could join it. And I said, look, guys, like they make it adamant that there's no religion class, even though I'm in a Catholic school, right? I need to make sure you guys are okay with that because I'm pursuing a higher level of education and, and that's the trade-off here. And my parents sat down, this is by the 10th grade and they said, Pat, you know what? Like, yeah, go for it. You know? So I think at that point they already saw that, you know, it was, I'm not a total douchebag, you know, pardon my French, but, uh, yeah, you know, like I was on a, on a, on a good enough path anyways, that, that they weren't too concerned anymore. And, and yeah, it's just been growing ever since then. Um, you know, the, the, yeah, that's, that's the long and the short of it basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I think you I think you're right. Douche is French. Steve. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, man. What is your risk of losing your sense of spiritual? Now, Steve, you've been uh, kind of quiet on the first couple of questions. So the idea is, do you have a sense of spirituality, religion, faith? What is it What is it that you have? And are you ever at risk of losing it?
7: Yeah, I wanted to be quiet for the first part of this conversation because I was just so interested. I'm taking notes on my phone here. Um, and, yeah, I am considering myself to be very spiritual. I grew up Baptist, um, practiced Buddhism, lived right down the street from the Nation of Islam mosque, Forty Third in Crenshaw in LA, and traveled the world. And it's a big thing for me, and it's been really interesting to hear everybody's perspective and and think about myself and what I really believe about religion and spirituality. And you know, yeah.
0: Let me ask you. so so Americans really categorize and label everything. So here you are down the block from Nation of Islam, and yeah. you probably have you know public enemies standing out in the front. And uh, you, you know, you have the Roman Catholics, you have Buddhists, you have everything all living in are they all living in the same communities, or, or is everybody sec- segregated? They all live on different streets.
7: I don't know. This is the 80s, so 43rd Crenshaw was, was primarily a black neighborhood, you know,
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
7: Uh, but. So this is, this is what I've come to, man, with listening to all this and, um, you know, the spirit, like we all have, we all have some energy that animates us. Okay. And so I want to call that the spirit, call it soul, call it whatever it is, but you, you take that energy away and we're, we're stiff. We don't move. So since everyone has that, that energy or everyone is, has a soul or a spirit, something that is physically animating us that's not the body. Yeah. So, so in that sense, I don't think anyone can take your spirit away because otherwise you did. <laughs> uh, but from my own personal experience, um, what, I think, I, I, what I think about the spirit is the spirit connects us to source, whether you say that's God or universe or mother earth or whatever, the spirit is, is, is part of something bigger than our body. In our personal life. So the spirit is always, I think, driving us to be part of and connected to source. In my case, that's connected to God. And I think the spirit is also driving us to be connected to each other. And the reason why I say that is because I think ego drives us to be separate from source and separate from each other. And that's what I've experienced in my personal life. So I would say that I have been full of ego and felt separate from God and not had God in my life. And I've not wanted to have other people in my life. I've wanted to be in my cave in my own space and feel, you know, alone when my dad was killed, you know, nine years old and certain life experiences or whatever, and to be mad at God, be mad at man, be mad at myself, and to separate. And in that sense, I would say that my spirituality or my connection to God or connection to other people was lost. But having regained that connection, that love for for God, that love for people, that love for self, that's me experiencing my spirituality. And that's me being, you know, focused on spirit rather than, Allowing my ego to want to be, you know, special, unique, separate, all powerful, more powerful than God, you know, all the stuff that you see in media and you see in war and you see, you know, why religion, money, things that are meant to serve and and help us express and and be better has been, you know, we turned it against ourselves and it's become weapons. So, yeah. I mean, this is, I got a lot of stuff here, so I just want to leave with that. But that's, so in that sense, I think, yeah, I think that I can definitely, I've definitely experienced losing my connection to God, losing my connection to people, and losing my my love for self. Uh, and I've experienced myself being willing to die for my purpose, uh, you know, loving God, loving myself, and shaping my life around purpose instead of survival or, among, you know, self-interest so yeah thanks for this conversation and the time and space to just kind of absorb it instead of you know having participate the whole time so it's been good
0: uh it is pretty deep uh, i'm wondering is it, is it is it your your son uh when you got married uh
7: what was it that drew you back so, from the time I was a child, I always identified with Christ, the story of Christ. When I grew up as a Baptist in Kentucky, Southern Baptist. Uh, yep. I always identified with Christ and the story of Christ. And even as a, as a human, I identified with Christ. Like I felt that, you know, it was true what everything that Christ did, we could do because we were children of God. And it was before my dad died, so it must have been like four or five, six years old. I had these sort of thoughts. And yeah. After my dad died, um, I would go to the church, ride my bike or walk and go visit our church and and sit down with my pastor uh, and debate with him (laughs) about God and, you know, the idea that if you weren't baptized, you couldn't go to heaven. And why would God set people up like that? Mm. And uh, the conclusion I came to was, you know, like religion to me is like language, How can you say that French is bad or English is bad or German is bad? And I I just firmly believe that God's given everyone an opportunity to experience source, if it's Mother Earth, if it's God, whatever, whatever you want to call it. If you know that there's something that's more than yourself, then you are connecting to God, you're connecting to source. And if you care about other people and you're contributing your gifts, then you are in love. And if you're not doing that, if you're not connected, to anything outside of yourself, or if you hate yourself and you hate others and you really do wish destruction on the planet, then you've mm-hmm. cut that, you have cut that connection off. Right. And so that, I've been having that conversation since I was a kid. And yeah, there's all, all sorts of things that happen. Me having my son, is, and me being 55 now, all these things, so like, my mortality is staring me in the face. And I just get more and more evidence that it's not just about me and surviving the day and thriving and, you know, making money and doing what, having fun. It's, it's, what is my legacy? And, you know, what is my purpose? And I just get more enjoyment and pleasure living on purpose and, uh, contributing my gift. than I do thinking about achieving things or making money or whatever thing that well, I already found out those external things don't fulfill me anyway. Because once you get them, then you realize, oh, I still have this hole. I still feel less than. I don't feel worthy. I don't feel, um, you know, all these things, that these holes in me don't get filled up by my actions. They get filled up by what I give and who I am. So whatever, whatever time it's taken me to learn that lesson, I just know that there was a time in life where that wasn't me and um, I wasn't full and um, I wish that on no one.
0: Nice, nice. Thank you, thank you for sharing that, man. That that that, that was big. Uh, Dr. Robert, um, is there a risk of losing your spirit? Yours seems to have grown in in several different directions, turning you into into. I don't know, something something amazing, something fantastic. So my question is, what is the risk of losing your spirituality? Is there such a risk or can you even, is that even a possibility?
6: Great, thank you. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't think or believe that we can lose our spirituality or the spirit that we are. Um, and yes, language is is very important and I can be saying something and somebody else and also perception is the other one right so somebody else could be listening something else of what I am saying so why am I putting this uh, first in context because uh, when we are looking at spirituality I'm thinking about spirit and uh, the spirit by itself it cannot it can only be, sorry, it can only be, but it cannot be, it, uh, it will not be manifested in, in this body, in this universe creation. It is in it. Um, and it is. And, and, and so I, I will see it from, from uh, the Christian background to explain this a little bit. Is We, uh, we will say body, mind, and spirit. Right, so I cannot separate my mind from my body or my body from my mind or my spirit. they're all one right. and 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 this comes to the concept of oneness yeah. so when I am oneness, when I am one, my spirit is thriving, it is in sync with everything around it is when. One of the other two can take uh, more that my spirit can be diminished, but it never disappears. Or it's not, I, I don't lose my spirit. So let's say if I, and none, none of what I would say is in a concept or, or, or it's better or worse. Say if my mind will take over, right? Uh, then I will be a more, more ego, maybe more mental, right? About things, more analytic. Is it good or bad? No, it is not. It is just an expression of what it is. Um, or my body will take over, say, okay, I, I'm I'm a vegetarian. Oh my goodness, I'm all about food and what I have to eat, what I cannot eat, what, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. My spirit is still in it, yet the only way I find in my experience that I can, my spirit can manifest itself is when I I mean balance, and I think we spoke about it last time, balance. So when I am in balance, I'm in oneness, so my spirit shows up. Right? And now I am one with all. Yeah? So I there is no risk of losing spirituality. If if anything, spirituality has always been present in humanity since the first, the very, very first time of creation. Right? It is how many times in this process of time or of history, we lost, or meaning diminish our spirit, because we became either too much mind or too much body, or mm-hmm. we brought it back, you know? But as J- 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 Job was mentioned, so that, in that context, I would say, what's faith now? Faith, um, faith, faith is a belief. A belief system, what it is that I believe into? And what I'm explaining to in this way is also a belief system. Everything is a belief system. So uh, faith or belief um, is what I can lose, and I can lose that in my mind and in my body, but I don't lose my spirit. My spirit is always okay. present. So to me, a spirit is like this uh, energy. Uh, Atomic energy, always, it's a burst, it's energy moving in my body, moving in the universe, moving, it's constantly moving. And we can experience that in this reality, it's manifested as um, many things. I will say that duality, duality that we are in uh, here, Mm -hmm. it's for us to experience the spirit. You know? So good or, or, uh, or bad. So in those two realms, spirit manifests itself. Now, when it's too much good, maybe my ego could kick in and I forgot about my spirit. Or when I am too upset or angry, maybe, or suffering, my, my, uh, my ego is there or by my spirit has a chance to kick in and bring me back to balance. Bearing me back to oneness. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think we can lose our spirit.
0: I agree. Isn't that crazy how, and, and I, throw, I throw that out to Alex. We've been doing this now for about three years, two and a half, almost three years now. We always seem to fall back into balance. We asked about perfection. We asked about physique. We asked
5: about
3: wealth. You know, I remember. Yes. Well, we thought it was monetary wealth, and it turned into balance and balance, harmony. You know? From Steve Anderson um, there.
0: Yeah. So, Sean, um, you said you wanted to wait till the end. Uh, yeah. My friend is, uh racing down the QEW right now, so I have no idea uh, he's going to be able to actually speak. But I know he's listening. Yeah. What's your uh, take on this, man? Is it? Do you have a risk? of losing your sense of spirituality, or, or can you?
3: Yeah, so uh, we'll what, see if... So
0: you, so kind of in the exploring and discovery phase.
3: Yeah, we'll see if Pierre gets uh, done with the iron and time to chime in. But um, I did not want to abstain, so thank you, Mr. Baum. Uh, defer is absolutely what I meant. Uh, abstaining would be foregoing me talking, and that is not what I wanted to do. Uh,
2: right. Words um, are powerful.
3: So yeah, uh again, I'll preface this. I'm an atheist, so do not take offense to anything I propose or discuss in this just a little piece of my view of things. Um you know, I, I come from more of a scientific mind, uh having not, you know, had spirituality already on and when I came into it, you know, science was I won't say my religion because I'm not hard and fast in it, but The idea of science is something that, okay, we know this, but we're willing to say we're wrong and change it because things evolve. You know, our perceptions, uh, understanding evolves. Um, So energy can't be created or destroyed to our knowledge and based on everything that we can prove to this point. And, you know, the, the quote going back again about us being star stuff, right? If we get this or we have this spirituality, It was always there. We cannot not have it. You can't take it away. Even until we're destroyed, then it becomes something else. And whatever that is that you believe that becomes, the energy was always there. It will always be there. It just changes. So that's one aspect uh, about the certainty that, you know, while I developed my spirituality later on and it's now strong, it's not like it wasn't there. And, you know, as humans, right, it's like we talked about this in the last talk, you know, Mitch brought up some things that uh, touched on. us like, we don't always believe our own greatness sometimes, what we're capable of. And it's like, we forget, uh, as what was saying, you know, we can like, you know, diminish it sometimes with ego and other things. But if, if, if it's always been there, we can always activate it. It's just, we lack the tools or consistent way of always drawing on it when we need it. Right. And that's the, the part that humanity on the whole I think, struggles with. Um, You know, talk about the faith aspect. You know, faith brings us to a point where we have to say the body and the mind have to be in sync. And when we lose that, we lose faith in things, whatever they may be. If it's more of the, you know, uh, natural faith, as Father Damien said, right, We, we do feel out of sorts, right? That connection, whatever that is, doesn't match. And we just are doing destructive things to ourselves to others and not you know not getting to moments of happiness and things but you know i think it stems from when we were cavemen that we didn't know anything and there was thunder and lightning oh we thought it was the gods you know there's earthquakes we don't know what these things are so we're uncertain we're fearful and we have to have answers for these we have to we have to believe that that's something that happened for a reason so as long as i believe that that happened Maybe if I do this thing, I will appease that and, oh, it worked this time. Okay, I'm going to keep doing that. And, you know, if uh, Balmano from Sapiens, (laughs) it talks, you know, about stuff like that and how humans grew as a species, right? But I think we're at a beautiful point in humanity where it's okay not to know. We know enough to know enough, but that knowing isn't the final answer. And that's where I get faith in spirituality is like, I know I'm not done, you know, and I like Andrew, you know, says about himself that he doesn't, he doesn't know enough, right. He's still learning. And that's how I always want to be that, you know, I have an understanding and I'm at a certain place that I can still keep going. The, your body, except for your nervous system, and brain recycles itself every seven years. I didn't know that. And that was pretty profound stuff. Right. Yeah, so that
0: was a note last time with Andrew, yeah,
3: your body recycles itself. Right. So it's like, the being okay with not knowing and not expecting an answer, not needing answers to these things about, you know, why we have these things. Um, uh, taking it just uh, another angle too, I'm, I fully believe it's arrogant of us as humans to think that we're the only things that are spiritual. Just because animals can't speak, don't form religions, don't do certain things, who the hell are we? Sorry, I, I didn't mean to... It's in me. I I'm non, you know. I'm agnostic, but I grew up hearing these things, and I just say them. Please don't take them personally. Um, yeah. So you know, who are we to say that animals don't have it? Like just because we can't interpret it, because we can't understand, because we can't prove it, we don't have the answers. You know, who's to say plants don't have it? Like plants are living things. You know, vegans yeah, yeah. think they're saving the world by not killing anything, but they are killing <laughs> plants. I mean, they're alive. We. You know. Where does um, the definition of life start and end? So. I just think it's so open that we always have to put limits. Like Jankowski said, we have to put things in boxes just to make it easier for our minds to deal with it. And there's a reason why, because our brains, you know, we need a certain perception. We need reality to be somewhat firm. So we don't spin out of control and just our brains start, you know, going haywire. So, you know, I think anything and everything can be spiritual and I bring it back to the harm, um, the suffering and, I don't think you can ever avoid suffering, and that's okay. That you have to come to terms of that. But every moment of your life that you're working to reduce suffering yourself and others, versus adding. Because if you're adding, I think that's very out of balance, and you you're going to suffer, you know, whether you realize or not, you know, over time by purposely causing uh, suffering of others and in yourself. And I've suffered by causing my own suffering (laughs) like perpetual right you know as soon as you start treating yourself poorly it's like a vicious cycle that can get worse and worse and worse and as i've come out of it and again i'm not exactly where i want to be in everything but i'm moving in a direction where i'm stronger and healthier in this connection than i ever was when i was younger so that's uh that's my piece (laughs)
4: Hey, Sean, it's okay. funny you should uh, mention plants, but uh, science is now starting to prove that there's such a thing as the mycelium network, which is where all plants communicate through.
0: Yep. Wow, okay. So I got to write that down. Hang on. Oh, I had to go last, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. I got to write down Andrew's. Oh, bit the there. mycelium so, network, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Um, so I know I haven't necessarily given too, too much feedback. It's, it's more so recognizing the people that are around me and their stuff. My thing is uh, spirituality, religion, faith, so forth. I bury myself in um, the spirituality and the faith side of things rather than the idea of religion. For me, the word religion simply means that you're doing the same thing over and over again. Um, it, whereby it's, it's more so a ritual rather than what your belief system is or what your faith is. So the idea of religion is just not my thing. And on top of which, to go along with something that Sean would say or potentially agree with, the history of the world, I, I saw that movie Kingdom of Heaven. And in Kingdom of Heaven, um, they say that peace in the Kingdom of Heaven has been elusive for how many thousands of years now? Um, you know because it's it 's the Christians versus the Muslims versus whoever else wants to get control of Jerusalem, uh, which is whatever for me, so the idea of the history of what these people have done in the name of god is 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 what they did that 's what they did that 's their past and so forth my faith my belief is in is in um, Jesus Christ and it 's in various things um, Throughout the path of what's in that good book, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And, and it, for me, it's my own moral compass to consistently strive for something that we looked at way, uh, uh, way back in the beginning. We we're looking for perfection. And, and to, to, to me, the idea of living a life whereby you can forgive those around you and um, you're living your best self. Um, as Father Damien would put it, are you ready? for heaven. Are you sin free? Are you living your best life uh, free of sin? Um, the notion of sin is, is, is the choice that we have, be it free will versus uh, freedom. Um, and it was taught to me that freedom is, is, is the right choice where there's zero consequences to it. Free will, usually there's a consequence to that. Yeah, you can go and put your hand on the stove, but your hand will burn off. You know what I mean? There's a consequence to it. Um, and one series of books kind of always had that balance of science versus faith, which is um, the artist, um, um, the, the novelist, uh, Dan Brown, and his uh, Angels and Demons, Da Vinci Code, uh, The Lost Symbol. And if you read all of his books, you will find, and even Inferno, um, if you read his books, you will find he always dances – on that fine line between science and faith and and i really enjoy his books because um, you know the challenge has always been where they believe that god is trying to or or priests or or the roman catholic church or christianity or whatever is always trying to hold back science and that's not the case they're trying to say don't believe in what science is telling you and that's not the case at all and that's why i enjoy those 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 novels um, because he always tries to find that struggle that we all have between science and faith. That's my... So, turning it around to everybody else. Um, probably going in his car. Um, turning it on to everybody else. Father Damien, I know we never have had the chance because you, such a busy lifestyle, um, have never made it to this segment <laughs> yes. congratulations for making it to the end of one of our sessions what are your takeaways from this segment
1: um well many of you had said some some really great uh points and uh you know um i'm here to learn also uh, just like everyone else and uh and to better myself um My takeaway, I I suppose, is uh, um, I guess in terms of uh, uh, one of the things is um, especially when we're talking about spirituality, spiritualism in the world, um, how there's a hunger for it because everyone has it or uh, everyone's a spiritual being and has it and there's a hunger for it. And so if we can just be the best version of ourselves... Uh, then we can uh truly impact the world for a positive as opposed to a negative like a positive uh, influence and uh we can strive uh I, I like I like the notion about the walking uh, going up the the mountain yes uh, i I had someone tell me once uh we were having a little debate uh about uh, religion uh he had saw he saw my crucifix and uh and he was uh he was taken back at it and was uh, offended and uh, so he was asking me about it and uh, you know my perspective and I said well I told him my perspective and at the end uh, what he said to me stuck with me these uh, 18, 19 years. He said you know we don't have to see eye to eye but we can walk side by side and I think uh, we're all journeying to be better human beings and and to help the world to be a better place. And uh, we can all walk side by side. We don't have to see eye to eye, but we can walk side by side. Always found Mm -hmm. that great, great words of wisdom there.
0: Yeah, you wanna go far, go uh, fast, go alone. You wanna go far, go together. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Um, Andrew, what you got for me? What's your takeaways from today?
4: Um, I love perspective. Uh, I'm only one, and then hearing the rest of you was like, wow, there's so many things, uh, so much more to think about, so many more eyes to look through, um, and so many more people to walk beside. I I appreciate uh, the voices. I appreciate learning, taking away, um, I think we're all, uh, we all, it's, it's uh, for me, it's strange how we all think alike but we use different words to express it. Um, so thank you. Thank you, all of you. We,
0: we appreciate your gratitude, and we are, great, uh, uh, we are grateful for your presence as well. Dr. Baum,
2: takeaways. Takeaways. Um, I'm bec- I, I think I know a lot about my journey, um, and I'm cognizant of where I came from, and hopefully where I'm going, but I really haven't been paying much attention to the journeys of others. Um, I've been looking at displacement um, as opposed to vectors. I think Mm. that's what I'm gonna be concentrating on. Mm. Not how far we got from point A to point B, but how we got to point B.
4: Mm. Yes.
0: Again, you blew my mind again. Wow! Yeah. Um, thank you, <laughs> uh, uh, Roberto. Um, any chance Any any takeaways on on this uh, session that we had here? What's your feelings? What's your feedback? Oh, his mic is still muted. Pat, you in? Yeah.
6: Sorry. Yeah. Just... Roberto's okay. here. Okay. Sorry. Yes. I put my phone to charge. Uh, That's well. Okay. I find that um, we can see in this group of people how different points of views come to the same essence, right? The spirit is the same. Mm -hmm. That's that's the beauty about this and that we can have so many different perceptions and we can call it different names and it's been called different names at different times from energy to um, Yahweh or to you know any uh, any belief system but the spirit remains the same so um that that is what i is my one of my biggest takeaway is that we all agree that there is uh, we don't lose that that's the second one it's always been there it's always here with us um and uh, and finally is to Respect all the different points of views mm-hmm. in regard of religions, or because the essence in all of them is the same. Yeah, that that's what I would say. Uh, I thank you so much. Thank you very much for hosting
0: this. Well, thank you for uh, attending and you know broadening our. Um understanding of the past couple of topics that we've had here um so again we thank you for uh stopping in um steve um your takeaways on this session
7: uh this is beautiful for me man so thank you and i really appreciate this um you know what's what came up for me participating in this is when it comes to food you know we can we can appreciate different cultures, food, we, the history, we love it, we eat different food. But when it comes to something like religion, you know, there's so much conflict and it's like, it's, it's this one or you're wrong. And um, it's just a shame that it has, you know, that man has used religion for war and, you know, dominance and um, just the way that it's been used, it's a shame. Um, And if it was treated more like the way we treat food, (laughs) where we can just appreciate each other and learn from each other and enjoy each other's way of being the way that we have here on this call, this has been really amazing for me to see all the different perspectives. Um, And it's been said at least twice that I've heard, you know, we have the same, um, you know, people have love. There's so many caring men on this call. Um, you know, and, and spirituality and religion in some cases has, has helped us be who we are today to be loving, to be connected and caring. So, yeah, I just, um, it would be amazing if we could just, instead of being at odds with each other and using religion as the thing to separate us, uh, to be spiritual. With our religion and appreciate it like we you know, like we I love different types of food. so <laughs> why not yes. learn from and love different types of religions if they if they make you a loving person and they make you want to connect and contribute and honor something outside of yourself, then I would say, let's celebrate that.
0: Yes, yes, I would agree. It is something to be celebrated. Hell, this whole group that we've had here today is something to be celebrated. Pat, uh, what's your what's your takeaways? Your feedback on this session?
5: Uh, you know what? Um, the bulk of of spirituality versus non spirituality, or or going through the world and and seeing people who are spiritual and who aren't spiritual, and and hearing the different perspectives on this call and. And where everybody's coming from, um, you know, it's amazing when people are in tune to spirituality, regardless in which way, um, you know, there's that commonality where, where people tend to want good. And, and there's a good, strong driver behind that, as long as it's not abused, of course. But, um, yeah, it, it, it really made me remember that at the end of the day, it almost seems like everybody just wants the same thing. Everybody wants to eat, using your example, just uh, everybody's eating a different flavor of food. That's it. But really, we all just want to eat, and which implies there's a bit of a hunger for spirituality, right? Like, there's a need for it internally. Um, And everybody goes about it a different way, you know? So, it's kind of, uh, it's refreshing to remember that because I totally forgot about that, you know? I totally forgot about that. That's probably my biggest takeaway.
0: Nice. I, I haven't seen Pierre's mic move from mute to unmute, so I'm not sure if we're going to get feedback from Oh, I, there it goes.
8: I am here. He I'm is. very
0: been
8: quiet. No, I'm working been out and I'm going to even turn on my camera. <laughs>
0: <Because> <laughs> oh, there he is. He's out of the church. He's out of the church. Yeah, there, yeah, there you go. I
8: am out of the church. I didn't even work out. I'm nice. on my desk
0: and listening. Yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah. guys, well, you've been listening, so what's your, I, your feedback, your takeaways?
8: Okay, my takeaways. Oh, God. So, I'm a very spiritual person.
0: I've been since
8: little. I come from a very mixed family. My grandfather is a Buddhist Japanese that moved to Brazil, yes. my grandmother is a Catholic Italian that moved to Brazil while fleeing the wars uh and then you know i am the second generation of Brazilians, and uh so i grew up in this very mixed household and i grew oh, up catholic
0: i got a question for you so so just back to steve's thing about food you ever have like a sushi pizza
8: Yes. <laughs> it, it was crazy stuff. It, it, it wasn't made into that shape, but you would be side by side uh, into the same table. Yes, that's uh, the kind of a house that I grew up. I had sushi. That's
2: great. I love it. And
8: the pizza right beside it. <laughs> and me and my cousins used to make gross stuff, like uh, who can dip their pizza into soy sauce. Uh, or
0: put it... Uh, all right So, takeaways on this session
8: (laughs) so So takeaways on this session so i'm a very spiritual person i consider myself a very spiritual person and always thinking and stuff and uh, my journey is always growing and trying to learn as much as i can and that as a lot of you guys said that the more we learn the more we learn that we don't know uh and the older we get the more we learn we start you know making our path to our beliefs and everything right when it comes to religion and uh, to spirituality uh which probably you know if you look at the meaning of those words they have different meaning for different people but at the end of the day you know they all mean the same thing we all looking for uh uh the best person that we can be. So uh, my takeaway here is that uh, it's, uh, how can I put this? So one thing that I, I, what I'm longing for when I'm searching my life is peace within myself, is respecting others, respecting the environment and respecting the animals, right? Uh, I truly believe that my rights stops when the next person's rights starts right? So I cannot say anything about Catholic or talking about Muslims because it's their rights. So my right stops when their right starts, right? So even now people protesting against the staying home, I can't judge them because it's their right to protest, but it's the rights of others to also practice this Self-distancing and all that. So where he gets, I don't have the answer. But at the end of the day, it's respect. And I think this year my takeaway is amazing. And like that's why I stopped working out, and I just listening because the group is so mixed and everything. And <laughs> awesome. uh, respecting everyone's opinion and uh, conforming my own. And at the end of the day, it's respecting for everyone. So uh, yeah, I think that's my takeaway from here. So, and the amazing, amazing, amazing talk. So,
0: thank you, everyone. I love it. I love it. Hey, man, we've got a Zoom. I'll take you down to my gym later on. Homer, awesome. I got it. <laughs> Homer, what's yep. your takeaways, Rob? Um,
3: yeah, so definitely a lot of, uh, you know, interesting views. And, again, knowing that some are more uh, from religious background that there's still just that strength of spirituality and it doesn't have to be as tied to religion that speaks very highly of i think what it is and that it's more universal it just goes beyond and something we've always shared and are getting to a point where there is a bit more of like uh, roberto his family you know maybe you're the only one that's doing the blended you know faiths but you know, maybe your children will take that on or, you know, someone else in your, your close uh, circle starts to see, okay, this, it's the food, right? It's different foods. There's nothing wrong with that. You can eat different foods. You can have as many different religions that fit what make you being a good person, you know, what that is. Um, so that's definitely a takeaway. Didn't even think of it in such simple terms, but Steve just nailed it with, <laughs> with that there. Um the the main thing for myself and where my spiritualism is moving um you know again we know working towards our better self was brought up a few times but specifically in me is uh starting to be able to let go with uh, the frustration and uh, disappointment that leads to anger about myself and about my actions and about my lack of getting back into fitness and things like that and being able to accept that that's always going to be a part of you know, who I am and that I still need to be able to be strong regardless of when those things come back or flare up. So that's it for me.
0: Very nice. And Alex, I know you're still in here. I know you can hear us, man. We're with you. And uh, you know, we would love to hear your takeaways would be, but uh, I'm sure we'll probably hear about it on the next session or on the next few phone calls. Um, Gents, any of you guys want to stick around Uh, That's on you by all means. uh, The the group of guys are are still looking to um, stick around uh, and chat with anybody who, uh, you know, we're in the middle of this whole quarantine situation. So we start to look at it as uh, uh, can we leave ourselves uh, open and available to the others. Um, even afterwards, just because we, we didn't get the chance to see each other face to face. So we're going to say that even though Sean's going to end the recording very shortly. The next point, uh, the next meeting, however, is on June the 6th. And the topic is on uh, speaking uh, the magnetism of a strong speaker. I, I have seen uh, some people, I consistently speak about Dr. Baum. Guy says like five words and just leaves me messed up for like an hour. So, um, Speaking, the magnetism of a strong speaker uh, is the next topic. We will be hitting that off on June the 6th. Uh, all are welcome to attend, and uh, we are going to be looking for some really good speakers on this topic in order to share and expand and help us to grow and be better uh, speakers, better people uh, as a whole. Father Damien, that'd be interesting. You've you got to speak to whole crews of people, and you've got to be
1: effective. Mm-hmm might be a topic for you what do you think well uh yeah it certainly sounds like a good topic my dear oh. friends enjoy the rest of your day and uh yeah. it's gonna be sunny outside uh today and tomorrow <laughs> actually for most of the week so we have uh, great weather god All right, bless father, All right.
2: Bye. Bye. see you
3: thank you take care everyone take care everyone
6: bye-bye